0: You're listening to the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast, episode three three three, brought to you by Exo Manowar number one from Valiant Comics, graphically, and iFanboy users like you. Oh,
1: we were born within an hour of each other. Our mother said we could be sisters.
0: Welcome to the iFanboy pick week Podcast, episode 333, also known as 333, or... Th- <laughs> My name is Ron Richards, and I'm here with Connor Patrick. <laughs> Hi. And Josh Flanagan. Hey, a sleepy, where'd that come from? A sleepy Josh Flanagan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're from the website iFanboy.com, and we read comics, and lots of them. Um, And every week, uh, one of us uh, writes the Pick of the Week review on iFanboy.com. We come back here to discuss that as well as the other books uh, that came out in the week as well as what you thought of the other books that came out during the week. And we answer some questions and we have a good old time for seven years, six years,
2: (laughs) every week. You no, say that it. with some fatigue.
0: No, I love it. I was just, I was just talking today to somebody about like, oh, I got to get home so we can do the podcast, the highlight of my week. Um, and like no sarcasm there at all. I, I can't, no. I can't even talk without sarcasm. That's the problem. <laughs> tried, believe me, brother. I know. <laughs> so before we get into the book, uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about what happens. So you're going to get Spoiled. Um, just be careful press pause if you haven't read your books if you have um, if you have read your books uh, feel free to listen and partake in the fun this week Josh has the pick and uh, and and Daredevil just rolls on Daredevil number 12 last week Daredevil number 11 is it even possible to be Daredevil 13
1: next week I assume not we don't we we, we've had consecutive issues in a book happen many times in in the past before we did a podcast I think Queen of Country had like four or five in a row yeah Gotham Central did that same thing but we've never done a Two, the same books, two weeks in a row. Simply because that only doesn't happen. It's just crazy. It's just crazy town. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And I'm looking, I, I look at next week's list to see if there's a Daredevil again. Yeah. And there is. No, that's. Jeez, <laughs> I was like, I was like, no offense, I hope not. <laughs> you,
2: can tell, you can tell we're professional because we, instead of filling up the time when he was looking at the list, we just waited quietly. <laughs> no, you go, you go, do whatever you need to do. <laughs> we'll we'll be here. We you won't just, make a
1: peep. Keep talking while
2: I look. <laughs> uh, I thought I I was I I didn't read eleven, uh, so I picked up twelve and I was like, didn't this just come out? It, even if I had read 11, I hadn't read eleven. Like it felt like it just came out because they ship it every eighteen minutes. Uh, Daredevil number twelve was the introduction of Chris Somni to the to the Daredevil team, and I believe the way it's going to work is that he's going to trade off with with Paulo Rivera. Yeah, Marcos martinez gone. Yeah, I'm cool with that, dude. <laughs> Um, Somni is one of those guys like forever that he's been in comics. People have been like, "That guy should do Daredevil," and so it's a it's ki- it's kind really? of a perfect is that a fit. Thing?
0: Is that I don't I've never heard that before. Oh yeah, no, all the oh. time. I mean, I think Somni should do all the comics.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, but if I've you're never gonna heard... do
0: one, yeah. Um,
2: well, let me let me start with talking about the art because uh, Rivera, especially. Um, I think has has brought something really unique to this title so far. It's been really one of the things that's made it really special. In addition to the, I would say jaunty Mark Wade scripts. They're jaunty. They, yeah, They're absolutely. they're 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 good. Um, and and Chris Staubnies bringing something very very uh, similar, I think, but also with his own you know with his own style to it. And I just I, I had a ton of fun reading this because it was just such. It was one of those one off sort of stories where. Yeah, Matt goes on a date with the girl who thinks he's Daredevil, and then it's there's a whole flashback to him and him and Foggy's relationship and the in the the mock trial that was better than the mock trial that was in community. And uh I you know, it's just all sorts of great acting and great cartooning. You know, I was looking at you know, Somni drew the teacher, you know, he he had a stroke, and so like he had to draw that in his face. And I was like, I've never seen that in a comic book. But like it read, I I understood it. I I I got that and uh it was just a really like i'm I'm flipping through the pages now and i I just love the way it looks. I love the sort of heavy you know lines the shadows on on Matt's suit as you go through it and and you know the the facial expressions that are across all of these different characters who are all people and they all look like different people they don't they don't just look like just dudes um you know the the sort of expressions on the face of of the girl whose name I can't remember it's something McDuffie, which I thought was odd then Kirsten. Yeah, yeah. Named after, I assume named after Dwayne McDuffie. Yeah, I I believe
0: that's the case. Yeah.
2: That's a weird, that's a, that's a weird tribute.
0: Yeah, I thought that too. I was like, oh, that's nice and odd. (laughs) Uh, You know, in, in the middle of all that were
2: like several actual laugh out loud moments. You know, the, the little, there's one, there's one panel where he's in costume as Daredevil. He's talking to Spider Man and he's like, you want me to do what? I'm going on a date with Black Cat? No, I'll do it. Just super snappy patter, really funny uh good stuff you know the girl's bra that says you are daredevil on it which by the way that is quite a lot of work
0: yeah <laughs> the lace and everything yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it looks like
2: i mean if at the very least she ruined what what is, what seems like a very expensive bra because they're not cheap from what i understand <laughs> <laughs> as, I, as i as i understand how it works uh, you know it was just a it was a great single issue it was everything that's been great about this series so far uh at you know, at the end of the day, the sort of craft displayed in this one beat out everything else I read. It's just you know, it's just a couple of guys working at the absolute top of their top of their game. I'm trying to think. I feel like there was a person before Mark Wade. Like like two years ago, every time Joe Kelly came out with anything, we were like, What is going on with this guy? Yeah. This that's the zone that Mark Wade's in right now. And he's been in it for, you know, twelve issues, like almost a year basically. Um Well, th- and, just a treat,
0: yeah. And I, th- I think this is a nice. I mean, you didn't read eleven, but I thought this was a great palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from from that kind of you know heavy kind of story. Um, you know, with the, the crossover with Punisher and, and Spider Man and the Omega Drive, and and you know there was mentions of it, and that story propelled a little bit, but mainly it was the it was the flashback of the the, the Matt Foggy story that was the the majority of it. Um, it's curious though, because about halfway through, I, you know, and you know, I love Somni, but I was wondering, I'm like, I don't know if I'm liking Somni on this. Because really? yeah, because I was I was a little concerned, you know, especially considering what Paulo Rivera has been doing and what Martin was doing before. And while it was a little, you know, like while it was in the same neighborhood, I was like, wow, you know. And I still kind of hold out on that because we didn't we didn't see actually we didn't see Matt in costume in this issue at all.
1: Yeah, that was the yeah, other was one panel. yeah, oh, it was in a shadow. Well, it was a Spider-Man. He was Daredevil. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm looking at the and I'm looking at the the one where it's where it's Matt Murdock yeah. in in shadow. Yeah, but um, but by the end of the issue, I was feeling less about that. Like I I, I do want to see more shadowy rooftop in costume, like True Daredevil stuff. But um, but by the end of the issue, I was reminded why I love Somni, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm on board. And this is yeah. This but I mean, yeah. I know what you're saying, but yeah. like we've had a lot of that shadowy Daredevil rooftop stuff. Yeah, over no, the I know. Years. That's
2: why the Mark oh. Wade stuff has been so good because it's not that.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, I just wonder how how long he stays in the book because he's been on what four books. They in can't the last... seem to keep him. Yeah, they can't seem to keep yeah. him. and yeah. that to me was the thing I was wondering as I was reading it, going, "Yeah, this is great, but for how long?" Yeah. You know, because because it's tough when you 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 got a guy examine who we love, but you just can't get any traction anywhere because he yeah. he moves after four or five issues to something else. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's up to him. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying it's fault. Yeah. I'm just saying yeah. how long until he you know till he moves to another book, which is that's but that's almost everything other than
2: some dude on a DC book that you, whose name you don't know.
3: No, you know, that's I feel not, like not, 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 to the, not
1: to the frequency that they've moved him around in the last year. Yeah. He's been up four books in a year. Yeah, he's yeah. been. I mean, he's like a pinball. I mean, like they. they I feel like they've been knocking. Like there's a
0: Marvel pinball machine, and there's a, a ball with Chris Omni's face, and it's been knocked around. And it was. I got a. <laughs> you really think they have that? I think they do. Yeah, I think they
3: we like should they, ask somebody. I, <laughs> you know, we must know somebody over <laughs> yeah. there. Like, yeah, let me, no. see, let me <laughs>
2: see a picture of that. <laughs> you know, but you know, I think that he's made a pretty good mark on most of those things. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, yeah, I'm they, reading they, this, and and I can't help but be reminded of the train full of German World War II clowns.
0: Yeah. I just no. think, you know, well, I, it's all, well, I think, all I think the stuff. reaction to that is that uh, hopefully he's on Rocketeer over at IDW for a while and, like, and Marvel's going to suffer because they haven't put him on something that he can really run with. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You yeah. know, but I, I wonder, you know, I
2: imagine there's some people who are really good at staying on something for a really long time and then some people might not be.
0: Yeah.
2: And I don't know what he is. He did what? Listen, don't you say a bad
0: word about Chris Omni.
2: I'm, you'd be hard pressed to hear me do that. Yeah. Uh, he did what? Ten, eleven, however many issues of uh Thor, Mighty Avenger.
0: Yeah, was uh, nine, nine. That was yeah, great.
2: And then it's a really good, good point you bring up is that they're going to be doing the Rocketeer story. Yep. Together. Well, it's clear which,
0: that it's clear that they work well together. Oh, I can't wait. They're, yeah.
2: they're they're for whatever this sort of tone that that Wade is using right now and the sort of level where where Somnese cartooning is at. I think with with when you're going to mix it with that. That property, the Rocketeer, that's yeah. going to be fantastic.
1: Yeah, that's going to be great. Well, this oh. this was a fun, definitely a fun issue, fun palate cleanser, as Ron said. Really continues on the great series that is Daredevil right now. But to me, uh, if you're talking about the best book of the week, it was Earth Two, far and away, no question, no and, competition. And I might throw a
0: little shocker in there. 100% agreed. I yeah. don't think I have been excited for a DC
1: book more than after finishing this issue. I read it and I was like, why wasn't this in the initial wave? This this yes. book. We're going to talk about all the new DC books briefly, but uh, for me, they were all good. It it hurts that they're not in the first wave because all those books got a lot of attention. Yep. Yep. Whereas mm-hmm. I think a book like Earth Two would be much bigger well, book had it come out initially with the other books. I totally agree,
0: and 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 I think you. – I mean, I don't know about Josh, but it might just be you talking because the only
1: book I picked up was was Earth Two. I didn't try any of the other ones. Um, well, that's World's all Finest. World's Finest was a companion book. It followed yeah. the girls through the through the portal into the into the you know other you know the, the main DCU. So that yeah. was in a sense it was very much together. Yeah, kind of. Yeah,
0: but um, but you know, in terms of commentary on DC's Wave Two, I thought. I mean, this is a, 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 a little bit of a stretch.
1: Well, well, I don't want to get to them, but they're all good, I thought. We'll, really? get, to okay. we'll get to each one in, in later. But let's talk about Earth 2 for a second. Nicola Scott should never not draw comics. Oh, I, I,
0: she, <laughs> I, and it's funny is because I feel like it's been a while since I've seen anything by her. And just
1: page after page after page, I'm like, she is amazing. She's great. Yeah. Big dynamic pages, lots of detail. There's, there's, there's no skimping in these issues. And that's one of the reasons why she can't do full 12 a year. But still, yeah. what you get when she does draw the issue is just fantastic. Yeah. And and everything from the action to just the, the scene at the end with Alan Scott
0: just sitting on the plane, like just a conversation. Like and when the stewardess looks out the window, like I thought that oh, it was great.
1: It was, I mean so, so good. And she does a good job like Sammy in giving everybody a distinct look and face and feel and body. Everyone looks different. Um, but to me, I love the idea that it played with expectations. Everybody freaked out because all the initial imagery for this book and marketing was Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And they were mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? Where's the JSA? Why are we following these characters again? And they, they we opened with them. The, the 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 parademons have invaded Earth too and, and they've subjugated the world and there's there's not a lot left to defend against and... And Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman are all killed by the Parademons, which is so. that
0: must have been great. Which is awesome. Well, not only that it was Parademons, so tied into Justice League, so you're like, okay, this is a little familiar, you know, a little familiar to what we just read with with Jeff Johns, Jim Lee, but then the fact that it completely, you know, what if I mean, if this feels like Elseworlds. Yeah. and this feels like a good well, elsewhere in a sense it is it I mean, is yeah, yeah totally yeah, and like and like and by opening with killing the the um the trinity, trinity yeah, yeah like ballsy awesome decision and not only that it was completely well done in service of the story I get a sense of a history behind these characters you know because it's a, it's a it's earth Two, it's a different earth and you know there are a lot more you know there are subtle differences and the costumes are slightly different but you get a you get a feeling of like a history there that I would like to know more about but then also I, it's like boom this is this is over and now we're doing something new and I love it.
2: I liked that. I didn't know it's the elseworlds theme. Like I was like, are these going to be good, bad, are these going to be bad Superman, Batman and woman woman? Yeah. Like I, I didn't know. And it kind of, kind of could have been anything, um, which I thought was fun about. It. And I liked the parallel to the justice league, uh, in that way. Like, and I like this a little more, I think because it was just skewed differently. You gotta, you got a different look at the world and, and, uh, you know, when this Batman goes down, you do feel it a little bit. And yeah. You're like,
1: and what, well, what it was I, a great scene with Huntress, or or who is or Robin? I well, guess in this yeah. world, she's his daughter who became Huntress in the regular DCU. And I like that we're meeting a, a young and different. We meet Alan Scott. We meet Jay Garrick and his heartbeat yep. of a girlfriend, Joan. who is she's a, is a <laughs> goddamn saint to the regular DCU, but here, here, she's a, here she's a kind of a bitch. Um, <laughs> she's, a, she's she's a big C here. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 call it like we see it. No,
0: but I I love I love it that because you know I lo- I mean I do love I love I, I love the original golden age characters. I don't know why I don't yeah, know what, what it is. like yeah. Alan Scott, people. Jay Garrick, or Al Pratt. We got to see Al Pratt. Like, oh, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. Al Pratt too. Yep. yeah, I mean yeah. this is this was like as a I'm not a DC fan, but as a casual DC fan, this just hit every note that I want. Like
2: this is, I was, this is
1: James know. Robinson's well, sphere of excitement. Yeah,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, sphere <laughs> of excitement. There you sphere go. Sphere of
2: excitement. <laughs> I think the thing that's really nice about that, I think that is there's a bit. There's got to be a good, a good bit of vindication in it for him because you know, dude's gotten knocked around a lot for the stuff that he's done, and and I don't think that the fans have seen you know the, the parts of him that that they've that they've liked the most in the past and. You know, there's been bits of it. I, the Superman stuff was great. The Shades been really good, but there hasn't been a thing where the fans are like, "Oh, this is what we want." This feels like uh, this feels like when when everyone was excited about JSA that Jeff Johns was doing a while ago. Yeah, like it's yes. that kind of
1: the tone is very similar.
2: Yeah, yep. and it's good. It's it's a it's the right tone for it. It's not necessarily the right tone, you know, for other books. But uh, no, totally great great book. Also, I, th- I thought. Yeah,
1: awesome. Uh, so quickly, the world's finest number one was in the in the in the Earth Two book. The Robin and Supergirl get sucked into a portal, and they end up in the new DCU world where they become Huntress and Power Girl. And this is this issue basically explains from them landing into becoming the new heroes and new de- identities. And it's got art by George Perez and art by Kevin Maguire and by Paul Levitz, bad, right? And written by Paul Levitz. And as bad as the coloring continues to be on the Paul, Kevin Maguire art. <laughs> um, the, uh, this was a really fun issue Paul, Paul Evans is, is still a very good comic book writer he may not he, it's a bit old fashioned but it, it works and he wrote that Hunter's series that was pretty solid last in the first wave um, so this was a lot of fun if you like those characters this was a better hunt, power girl than what we saw in the Mr. Terrific book which was terrible I don't know if you remember that going way back to that last year um, but uh, if you enjoyed those characters they're, they're found here now to me the second best book was Dial H number 1. Wow, I'd heard I heard negative things about this. China Mivel and Mateus Santa lo- Luoco and it's uh I don't even- <laughs> <Good luck. laughs> Now we have to talk about this book every time it comes out. <laughs> um, edited by Karen Berger. it oh. is totally a vertigo book just in the DCU. It's it's a horror book. This this really pissed me off that it didn't come in the first wave because this book deserves an animal <laughs> man sized audience and wow. it's not going to get it. It's not going to get it. But it's, 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 it's a horror book in the DCU with a bit of a weird superhero twist. If you, don't, if you know the old Dial H hero, uh, it's similar, this, this sort of overweight kind of guy who used to be an uh, you know, athlete and a good guy, but sort of fallen into despair when he lost his job and his wife. He finds a telephone booth outside of his apartment where he dials the word hero. He pops out as a different kind of goofy superhero each time with different powers. And Which I do, I do love that concept. Yeah. For, first, he was Boy Chimney, this weird sort of skeleton character with a giant chimney head. That, <laughs> and then... And then he was uh, – I, I put it in the Best Panels of the Week feature. I, I want to get the name right. Um, he is uh, ca- Captain Lacrimose, who <laughs> makes everybody feel their worst memories and feeds upon their despair. It's, it's just a, it's a horror superhero story <laughs> written by a popular horror uh, novelist, edited by Karen Berger. And it, it, any other time, it would probably be a Vertigo book. Um, lots of fun. If you enjoy it, the Animal Man series right now, you, you, I think you'd probably enjoy Dial H. Uh, now I gotta go back
0: and pick that up.
1: GI Combat, real quickly, just a, it was a standard sort of solid war story. There's two stories, one by Palmiotti and Gray, one by JT Krull and uh, Dan Panosian and um, Ariel Olivetti on art, and you know one is a bunch of soldiers go into North Korea on a on a secret mission. They run into the dinosaurs, and then uh, all right, one involves the unknown soldier in Afghanistan. So it was just solid war stories. That probably would be the least good, but they were all they were all pretty solid. So, well,
0: I think I just and before we move on, I think the uh, I think for me the 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 highlight and the chuckle of all DC books was the double page Watchmen spread, yes. uh, which included the the seething with meta headline. It's not the end of the world, <laughs> which I was like, wow, <laughs> who who grew the balls at DC?
2: <laughs> He's not there anymore. <laughs>
0: So, oh well, but uh, yeah, interesting week for DC. I just thought, I just thought, if you're going to make a big deal out of Wave Two, four new books and a couple of creative changes and some other books, is you know, like it's not as I think you know you could have had a little more, you know, oomph. But maybe that means because they thought more books from the first launch were going to get canceled, so maybe that's good. So who knows? I don't know.
1: But um, I'll go back and check it. It sounds like I have world's finest. I don't really need you know. No, you don't need. I I would say give Dial H a shot. I I think it's. I think you particularly. I think actually you both like it for different reasons, but. Um, if you come across it, give it a shot.
0: So in our, uh, so now in our weekly AVX kind of uh, segment, uh, this is a, a lighter week for AVX with just a, uh, Avengers vs. X-Men issue number three coming out, and I don't really think I had any other how, crossover books. How often have these come in? Are these, coming out? Are these every, yeah, bi-weekly. every Yeah, they're biweekly uh, for six months, so 12 issues. Wow. So um, now this one was uh, so the first two issues were written by Jason Aaron, and uh, this is the first issue with script. Oh, no, was Bendis was the first oh, issue? Oh, was Bendis Aaron and Jason Aaron. Now Ed Brubaker as the, the the circle of um of characters of, of writers continues. But um, I thought th- the first two thirds of this was awesome. Yeah, was was great because what happened was is it picked up it picked up where the last issue the last issue ended with Hope you know kind of making a run for it and doing a little Phoenix flare and you didn't really know you know kind of what happened and this picks up where you know it seems like as if the X Men are surrendering to the Avengers and each side are talking about what they're gonna do but then. Wolverine sees right through it, and it's Cyclops, you know, you, uh, doing a ruse, uh, making everybody think that uh, uh, what's ha- like totally doing a switcheroo kind of thing fooled the Avengers so they could get away to go find Hope. Which um, that whole seat, that whole scene was awesome. I thought it was great. Um, but then you know, then the Avengers go off and they and they have their um, you know they they're they're trying to track Hope. They sp- uh, split into teams, and Cap takes Wolverine with them, and then they decide. Cap decides to fight Wolverine in the back of the plane and kick him out of the plane. And, I, and at that point, I'm like, we're back to contrived. <laughs> like, I was just like, you had me. You guys had me at the beginning of it. And then Cap is arguing with Wolverine basically about how he, you know, can he trust them or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're having a decent conversation. And then Cap just goes, damn it, I didn't want it to come to this, but you're not listening and punches him.
2: <laughs> I think that you have to own that with this book. Yeah. yeah. Like whenever two people are
0: together, they're going to fight.
2: They're gonna fight. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be talking about something else on a different podcast. Yeah, and it was similar.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's a good point. But um, uh, but that said, the other the other note I wanted to make is that I've heard a lot of people criticizing criticizing uh, Ramita Junior on this, and on this issue is where I, I'm starting to see it as well. Like I think they're rushing this. I think he's rushing it. There was a couple of Cyclops heads where I was like, it, he looked like a, like he was having a stroke. Um, there's a couple of panels here and there. Somebody should have done that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. Um, there are a couple of panels here and there that I'm like, ooh, that's not a good look. And I don't know if it's because Scott Hanna's inking them, um, and not Jansen, or I don't know what it is, but it, the the Ramita art is a, is a bit off in my mind.
1: So when Wolverine regenerates, because yeah. he regenerates in the opening pages, how does his body know to regenerate just the mutton chops? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shouldn't he get like a full, full beard head and have to go hair. and yeah, shave exactly. it? Those, those are
2: admantium laced mutton chops. <laughs> <And> that's,
1: <laughs> that's all, that's that's all I was thinking as I was reading this. Because in the first page, he's regenerating from from basically nothing, and, and you he, see the geez, facial hair. <laughs> his hair, his hair's coming in, and his mutton chops are coming in, but not anything around. I mean, can he not grow? But he says stubble. It it, it, <laughs> it it regenerates a mutton chops and then stubble. I don't understand how that works, and it stops but, growing at a certain point. Yes. <laughs> so. How does it know when to stop growing? <laughs>
0: These are the tough questions.
2: Huh? Facial hair in the Marvel U yeah. has been a real sticking point.
0: Yeah. but um, the mustache. But yeah, so, so while I wasn't loving the first two issues, this one had me. They got me back, and then it, and then it faded. So, we'll and see. it lost me. And it lost me. Like the cure for cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I'd say that the biggest value in comics this week was Mind the Gap number one. That's for sure. Forty, was it forty-eight? pages, a lot of pages, two issues worth of pages yep. for the for the for the three dollar cover price. Um, I would describe this uh, book from from it's Jim McCann's new creator on book from from Image with uh, I'm
0: Rodina Esquejo,
2: R- Rodina Esquejo, yep, and Sonia Obak o- on uh, on oh, art on colors, yeah. Uh, and, and I would describe this as a it was it reminded me of a TV show. Yeah, it was like a, a a sort of a quirky TV show about a afterlife. Uh, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for when you're between the two worlds?
0: Purgatory kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, limbo. Limbo. Yeah, there you limbo.
2: go. Limbo. Yeah, limbo. Where you know where Beetlejuice is.
0: <laughs> I mean, I mean, the the pre- the premises are the main character basically gets shoved on a subway platform and is in a because, coma.
2: As Tiki Tiki Bar TV's Johnny Johnny was not there. Yeah, exactly, to save her. Um, <laughs> That's, it's going back.
0: But So she gets she gets shoved in, uh, she gets hits her head, now she's in a coma in the hospital, but she's very much awake and alive in her own head, and then she, uh, I mean, the, the spoiler, I mean, the big twist is you find the, that she has the ability to jump into other people's bodies. Um, so it's got that, it's got that, I don't know, supernatural, but kind of, you know, like, quirky, different, Kind of uh, supernatural, yeah, supernatural work. kind of yeah, kind of thing, you know, and and it becomes a mystery as to who pushed her and why, and we get introduced to her whole family and and the players and that sort of thing, and there's a, a lot going on. I think that's why it was so long. Yeah, um, this you know, like like I said, I said when we talked about it in Light Week, this is unlike anything on the stand. So if you're looking for something different, that'll be great. But like any book that, and this is the the challenge, like Jonathan Hickman with what he's doing with Secret, is that you've got a bunch of normal people, and so f- keeping track of everyone is going to be key
2: they they all do have a different look they i do. think they made a really good uh, a, a really good effort at giving everybody sort of different f- facial tones and hair color and those kind of things but they're all sort of well-built young people
1: you know it would be good would actually have a little chart at the beginning with all their relationships to her yeah yeah and how how they all fit together because i think after a while it'd probably be hard to remember because there's 10 there's basically 10 suspects and two people who we know aren't the attempted murderer and there's some sort of conspiracy there's a hooded uh, masked, ki- you know, killer who's trying to kill her and kill other people. So there's a whole other mystery going on here, and and the whole mystery is who is this person and who hired them and all that stuff. So I think it would be good to have some sort of chart that says, "Hey, this is this is Elle's brother. He's a yeah. dick. Yeah. This is you know her. This is her girlfriend. She didn't do it. Like you know stuff like that. That because if it's a mystery, I think one of the problems with 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 a book that's similar, which was um, Morning Glories, was that after a while you just kind of lost the thread of everything.
0: Yeah, and it really got it, it really got kind of mushed together, and that's kind of where Morning Glories, I think, lost a lot of its so momentum. It's, so it's
1: going to be key here for them to sort of keep keep the. Keep the momentum happening because in a book like this where you only get small chunks as opposed to you know an hour every week, it's hard to keep track of who's who and, yeah. and what, what's what and motivation. So that will be the key challenge here for the creative team. Yeah. But it was a good, really good start, really, and, really fun.
0: And interesting to see the Morning Glories connection. So Rodin, the artist, uh, does, does the covers for Morning Glories. Yeah. And this is – I mean I, 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 he's done interior work previously before but not no – nothing I've seen and not an ongoing. And there are some pages in here that were just solid – like the, the, pretty much the majority of the L in, inside of her head pages, the the black kind of background ones, those are the ones that got me to like the, the double page spread where she's trying to remember. A little yeah, McKelvey esque. A little McKelvey esque. Yeah. The shot of her in the B costume in the beginning was hard, you know. Blind <laughs> melon. Yeah. I know. Ooh. I
2: don't Ooh. know that I agree that, that, money is one of the most unique baselines of all time yeah. but that's not here or there right yeah <laughs> that's a comment on pink floyd that's a whole other thing uh but there are there's 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 definitely touches of pop culture through this yep. uh meaning that it exists you know like in in the world that we live in i guess you know with the stuff that we know
0: right it's not it's not the driving force of it you know. So, no it's yeah,
2: not yeah. it's not it's not joke a minute pop culture stuff which you would be get. horrible
0: yeah so um, yeah, so I definitely. I mean, first issue, jump on board. You talk about you know, like you said, the value. I mean, it was it was two ninety nine, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, two ninety nine, two ninety nine for a double size issue. I mean, Image, Image is doing it again. So,
1: <laughs> guys, the summer of Valiant is not only coming; it's here. It's begun. It arrived this week. Yep. It all started this week with XO Manowar Number One, the first issue of the all new Valiant Universe from from New York Times bestseller Robert Venditti. Who wrote the surrogates and Eisner Award winning artist Carrie Nord. They took his family, they took his freedom, they took his world. Now he will give them war. Exo Man of War Number One is in stores right now. You can check it out in every comic store I saw. I saw a lot of people checking it out at the store I went to this week, this week. And uh, there's gonna be four, three more books coming from Valiant for the new Valiant Universe. So if you're into people were very excited on the website. If you uh, want to check out some new interesting stuff, check out the new offerings from Valiant. Cool. And we, we thank them for sponsoring
0: us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Supreme number sixty four is the is really the the Eric Larson taking the reins. Uh, number sixty three came out. and That was uh, Alan Moore's last script, and it basically ended. It was one of those um, similar to, to Bendis handing Daredevil to Brubaker, where leaving uh, Daredevil in jail. It pretty much ended on a cliffhanger of all of um, of a big of a big battle happening, and I, I laugh and go, and I wonder, you know, where's Larson going to take this? And the opening uh, double page spread, the pages two and three, involved the word balloon. Let the bloodbath begin, and that's exactly what happened, as Larson pretty much kills nearly everyone. <laughs> In a Shakespearean one, one way to do it, in a Shakespearean kind of approach. Um, but this is just, I mean, I mean, taking what Moore did with Supreme is, which, which, if it, you hadn't read it back in the '90s, was really good. It was really, really good. Um, is a daunting task, and and you know, and I definitely, while I'm a big fan of Eric Larson, I don't think he's he's of the same writing caliber as Alan Moore. He's a different kind of writer. It's um, safe to say that. I think yeah. you're. you're- yeah. there. and, and no, I'm just being, you no, know, and I'm being, I'm just being honest, you know. Um, but I think what he did here was he, I think he met it, it met it in the middle where he took what Moore had done and then added a little bit of his own flair, and now he's in a position where they can go, go from here. Um, so I think it handled really well, and this is just a, a blast to read. Um, the art look because uh, it's Larson and Corey Hampshire uh, on art, and so it's not. Totally 100% Larson esque because uh, Corey Hampshire adds a little to to a little, little bit of his own flair to it. Um, but you know, this has been a blast to read. i mean it's two issues in, and I'm, 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 personally, I'm loving it. So, uh,
1: yes. Ron Smallville season eleven number one was the tale of two books. Did you did you read this? Did you check well, it I've it been
0: out? I've been reading it in the digital format. Cause so I'm did you did not. you read the whole yes. thing all the way through? Yes.
1: All right. So it's written by Brian Q. Miller, who wrote the Fantastic Batgirl series, who was a writer on Smallville. Yep. And drawn by Per Perez, who was an artist on the Fantastic Batgirl series. And mm-hmm. here, he draws a completely different style in an attempt to mimic the actors, and it. it's a disaster.
0: Yes, totally um, agreed.
1: Totally agreed. It it's, not, it's, did not learn anything
0: from George Janty and Buffy or no, anything it's, like that. It's, yeah. it's the
1: thing you fear most from licensed property books in that – and this is even – I guess technically this is a licensed property book um, – is that whenever you've got an artist who tries to draw the actors' faces – Either get a good job or it looks completely wrong, and, it, and the storytelling suffers because you, you look at these horribly deformed faces. Yeah. Um, they, need to, just, they, need to, they need to be reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look, if you look at the Gary Frank cover, which I don't know if you got in the uh, digital version, you know, they're reminiscent. He does yeah. that, you know, and, and, and he used to do Superman reminiscent of, yeah, of Christopher that Reeve. That's great. He yeah. wasn't drawing Christopher Reeve, he was doing faces that was similar to it. So just, you have to break away from trying to get that exactly right. But story wise, I thought, tonally, it was like going home again oh, it's, oh I know it was like I kind of kind of I wanted to
0: go back and watch the scene where Lionel fires everyone at the farm <laughs> yeah. I, like, for a moment I, I've been like every, every week as I've been reading these I'm like I kind of want the show to be back <laughs> like, it's,
1: yeah. It's, yeah no because that was 10 years yeah. and yeah. uh, sto- like, story wise it was great to go back and be, able be with all these characters again and now Clark is Superman and he's flying around and he's got a new suit and that was fun just the art was just oh so yeah. rough yeah it's, uh, it's, 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 it's rough
0: it's hard it's, it's, uh, and it's funny just on a note a lot of people are probably curious on the digital side and how it translates basically what the and what's interesting what I was looking for is so for the digital version they're basically taking half a comic page and that's the page on the digital version so like the, the page one is – the upper half is page one digitally. Page two digitally is the lower half. But in the comic book, it all collapses into one. And it was is, interesting it pay- is, st- is it free or is it paid? No, it's paid. It's like 99 cents or so or whatever the price is. I forget what it is. Um, but um, what's interesting is, is how they use backgrounds to smooth out those um, – that segment, you know, segmenting. But the tough thing is that they can't – they haven't been able to stick to it. In that there are several full page, full comic page, splash pages. That what they do is on the digital side they show half the page, and then you swipe, and then you've got to rotate the tablet and see the full page.
1: So it's like, dude, you got. They haven't pick, figured out what they're doing, yeah. and if you're going to do a book like that, they have to format it for digital. And exactly, like 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 you can't have both. You got to commit yeah. commit one way or the other. Which is know? basically how do you describe the current state of digital comics? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's trying to have both. All right. Yeah. Uh, was I the only one who read Fury Max number one? Hell no. no. Not not for want of trying. Yeah, Josh got sc- got screwed by the, the, the diamond car accident. Oh, so. man. And, and it's not and it's not available digitally. So right. yeah, they don't none of the Max books are. So I'll just I'll just read Bam. you the first the first page tells you all you need to know about the book. My name is Nick Fury. I've had a bullet in my head since nineteen forty four. I can't seem to die. Don't even age much. I fight and fuck like a goddamn demon. I lick up war like it was sugar. These are the things I've done for my country. And that's all you need to just know about Nick Fury as written by Garth Ennis, who is the perfect writer for Nick Fury, and honestly, Goran Parlov was great, amazing. And this yeah. is was this, only three did
0: issues.
2: This, did this have a, a Did this have a shot at pick of the week? Had I been able to get a hold of it?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know Sorry, if it would have been, wondering. but it would have been up there. Yeah, it would have yeah. been up there. Yeah. I tried. There's not a lot that happens other than Nick Fury t- talking tough and being awesome. Oh, it was great. Yeah, so, so it, it's
0: – it's basically that, that page is Nick Fury sitting there talking to a tape recorder. I guess he's you know, kind of recording his life kind of thing. And in this issue, he's telling a story of, um, of being – 1954
1: in Indochina.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> he's the station chief and uh, the new green CIA agent has showed up yeah. and uh, there's trouble. And there's a German French Foreign Legion soldier who killed a lot of Jews in the war. So that will be an interesting little conflict when he comes up against Fury. Um, this is Josh. You're gonna love this when you finally get your hands on it.
0: Super. Next cool. week, I guess. So, sweet tooth number thirty-three. Yeah, it was sideways. It was sideways, and it was picking up a gimmick that Jeff Lemire did um, previously in between story arcs, where it's kind of like, uh, kind of like a children's book, where yeah. he he illustrated it, and then there's prose, except the fact that he didn't commit. That you got about halfway through, and then it goes back to comics.
2: You know what? I was kind of all right with that because oh, yeah? then it went back, and okay. I remember thinking, I was like, I'm looking, I'm going, is this lazy? Yeah. Is it? I'm not sure. Also, the type. Come on. Yeah, the type, that, the font.
0: Yeah, don't get me started on the font. Yeah, that was right. that was
2: awful. And I know things like that now, and I don't want to because I was happier before I did. Yeah. Uh, but then he came back. I felt that the comic, pa- the comic pages in the middle were were good. They were welcome.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, and it was funny because it was like I really felt like we were nearing the end of this story, and now I feel like we're like two thirds.
0: Yeah. No. Exactly. Yep.
2: Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of want it to end because I want to know the. No, it's just you know, it's it's been it's thirty three (laughs) issues. It's three years now, right? Yeah, and it's it's like each one is like like a minute and a half of the story, and you're like you know, which is cool, but uh, you know, we read all those other Jeff Lemire books, uh, you know, in like a single volume or like a, a graphic, you know, this is.
1: So I moved the trade in this book. It was too slow. it was too slow. Yep, it
2: yeah. is it is quite slow.
1: Um, it's, it's a but, good story, but it just in issues. I just found it too too light.
2: I could see that. Yep. I could I understand that. Uh, get on with it. Um, <laughs> amazing, get
1: on with
0: it. Amazing Spider Man six eighty five. Um, you know, I know, Connor. You know, I've talked a lot about Dan Slott. You're not a
1: bit, you're not a fan of his work on Spider Man, and you uh, you dropped it now, right? A little bit. Yeah, I was actually talking to Josh about this earlier today. Uh, there's for the most part, I'm just not a fan of the 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 situation the the status quo basically whatever you want to call it or, yeah I understand yeah. Um,
0: he and Spider Island was the big event and all that sort of stuff this ends of the Earth storyline might be Dan Slott's finest hour mm. like it and and it is I'm 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 like I'm enjoying this so much it's a great premise. Doc Ock is a is on his on death's door. He's dying, he's wheezing, he's got all these problems. He has developed technology that's gonna fix the ozone layer and wants to be remembered as a savior, not as a villain. And so he gets the sinister 6 and they're doing stuff all over the globe and they tap into the UN and he's saying, you know, we'll fix the ozone layer, you just got to pay us, you know, each 2 billion dollars and that way everyone will be set and they'll stop being villains and all stuff like that, but of course Spider-Man doesn't believe it. He knows that there's something more nefarious and we're I don't know what's what issue we are. I think we're like on the third chapter of the story. I don't know. Like like Doc Ock might be doing this to help people. I don't, like, I don't know, but Spider-Man's so convinced that he's not, but he has no proof, and so he's running around the world with Black Widow and Silver Sable now trying to stop um, Doc Ock and the Sinister Six, uh, Sinister Six from being able to shoot the satellites into the space and stuff like that, and it's like real stakes, and I literally don't know where the story's going to go. And yep. it's got all the touches of Spider-Man that you love. You know he's Public Enemy Number One because everyone sees him trying to stop this. But the UN is like, well, let's give Doc Ock a chance. And let's give him the money. And and it's it, it's it's really good. So, yeah, cool. How many jobs does he have? Um, just right now he's focused on trying to stop Doc Ock, but he okay. still works at Horizon. That's it. So. You should get to it. He works at Verizon? Horizon. Horizon.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like one of those kiosks in the mall. <laughs> yeah we got razors
0: we got razors here <laughs> so yeah so great job slot uh, I can't wait to see how this, this ends I'm like literally like this was like it's it's get inching its way back to the top of my stack in terms of the most book I'm excited about each week so
3: super cool
2: well
0: those are all the comics that we have something to say about but you
2: also have things to say about comics as well that we may not have uh, so uh, if, if you made your pull list at uh, ifibbara.com slash comics and you can rate and review and do all that stuff. And you made your pick of the week, so we can tally up the top five pick of the weeks from the community.
1: Connor, lay them on us. Number five was XO Manowar, number one, with 1.5% of the votes. Number four was Action Comics, number nine, with 2.1% of the vote. Number three was Mind the Gap, number one, with 3.0, all number ones, and 3.0% of the vote. (laughs) Number two was Daredevil, number 12, with 31% of the vote. And number one was Earth 2, number one with 44.1% of the vote. Three, four out of five were number one issues. Wow, so many people agreed with the uh, with two. That's awesome to see.
0: Cool, so um, Adam Gabori uh, wrote a, a... Andrew. Andrew Gabori wrote a... Gabori. Gabori. Andrew Gabori. How you doing, Andrew? We call, review. Him, we call him uh, Sting. He wrote a review of Action Comics number nine, and he gave the story a five out of five and the art a four out of five, and 2.1% of you agreed with him on uh, that being the pick of the week. And Andrew says, after last month's conclusion of the first arc of Morrison's arc on Action Comics, issue number nine is a nice change of pace. I gave the comic a month's reprieve from the chopping block, and I'm glad I did. The Superman of Earth-23 is a compelling character with a unique personality and story. His world feels different and well-constructed, which is par for the course of the Morrison universe. I'm not sure how it keeps his identity a secret, but I'm definitely
1: in to see where this storyline goes yeah this was he doesn't keep secret. this was actually really good it, it yeah. doesn't do anything to help the idea that this runs all over the place and there's no focus yep agreed on the other hand as a single issue I thought it was really strong agreed and really interesting and really fun he, and this is, uh, Superman of Earth 23 is the president who's also Superman but he doesn't wear glasses or anything so he just Lucas likes him all the time which is the, the thing with the identity but I thought on the whole it was an interesting story fun again very uh, elseworldly Yes, very else, totally else worlds. Yeah, twenty three, twenty three. Again, you just don't, you just don't know the uh, what the point of the series is because it's sort of all over the place. But as a whole, as a story, as a one shot story, it was great. Yep, yeah. cool. So,
2: boss, N- uh, Nod Nolan okay, uh, read the Spider number one from Dynamite. gave this the story a five out of five in the art, a five out of five. Pick three percentage is just under one percent, and he says, as an issue number one. This is a masterclass for other companies. The main character is introduced via internal monologue monologue over exceptional fight scenes. So many people get the emphasis on the basics basics versus action very wrong in, in a series debut. But the balance here is faultless. Also faultless is the introduction of the supporting cast. Each is given a smoke space and focus time... To give weight and prominence to each one, not knowing about the spider's origins, the emergence of some of the supernatural elements did surprise. But this exploded this exploded into a portentous closing page. All in all, this villain surpassed my wildest expectations, and I hope a long run is coming.
1: All right, simplify dynamite. Another um, Alex Ross, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. I think he might have just done the covers. Who knows? I don't know. Don't mind me. Uh, John Cassidy did a cover. I know that.
0: Mark. Oh, wait. Whoa, oh. Wait, 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 wait. whoa, wait, wait, wait. whoa, 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 It is the first week of May, and we got our first. It's hot. It's hot. <laughs> it,
1: it, it, is, it is not hot here. I closed all the windows and everything because it was noisy outside for the recording, and now all the heat is trapped. So yeah, well, there oh. you go. That's, what, that's what's gonna happen.
0: Go to iFanboy.com slash comics where you can see all the hot comics that come out each week and you can do your <laughs> pull list. You can do your pull list and come back and rate and review them, write a review and get it on the show. You can also write in the show at our email address at contact at like Daniel from Waco, Texas, who says, Hey guys, I've just started getting back into comics after a four year hiatus and have about twenty five dollars extra to play with in my budget. I was already buying ba- Batman and Saga, but what are five or six other books you would recommend buying on a monthly basis? Marvel DC Image Superhero Sci Fi Adventure. It doesn't matter i'm just looking for great storytelling from a great medium so right. this is really we're, we're never going to agree on this this is a great well no we're let's see okay so 25 dollars so let's say let's so that let, let five me, books. five books okay daredevil. what five books not counting batman or saga should should we do you recommend daredevil agree. Well, no it's counting so you've
2: really only got three slots what do you mean counting those books no He's he
0: got, said no five or six other wait. books yeah he uh, wants
1: five or six other books batman oh. and Sa- i'm buying batman and saga what are five or six other books yeah okay so daredevil i agree uh, uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it? What's <laughs> not an image? There's got to be.
1: <laughs>
0: What's not an image? The depend- <laughs> I mean, it depends on what you're interested in. Like, we talked about Mind the Gap, which is a thriller. There's Fatal, which is Baker and Phillips doing noir, occult kind of stuff. Um, Manhattan Projects. I was just going to say, Hickman, Manhattan Projects are secret. You can't go wrong with either of those. I would um, say Prophet, American Prophet- Vampire. Profit. Wait, we're still on Image. Hang on. Um, oh, Pro- no, Profit is probably um, the best. No, for the, the okay, no
2: you, we each have to come up with a list of five. Okay, all right. Well, we're just, we were just sort of Basically, you're
1: asking us what our top five books are. We're not prepared for this. I'm not barbecuing any food. I know, that's yeah. this, this is exactly how this is the challenge. Are you guys pros
2: at this or not?
0: All right, go. Five books, Josh, then start.
2: Yeah, Ameri- go, a Pro. American Vampire, Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Fun. F- super Fun Time Happy Hour? Yeah, that one. <laughs> um... When that Rocketeer book comes out,
1: yep, fair enough. Oh, nice. you can't Seven. pick fel- Rocketeer Sp- Adventures. Rocketeer Adventures.
2: Yet? Rocketeer Adventures, Connor. Two. All right, that's the only. On.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> wow, Josh.
2: Uh, I'm so tired.
1: Um, um, we're, we're gonna let you hang yourself. Whose here. fault
2: is that? Fine, okay, fine. Well, I'm just going for me then. Hellblazer, Thunderbolts.
0: <laughs> Did you want American Vampire or no? I said that. It was oh, the did? first thing I said. Okay, so American Vampire, Daredevil, Rocketeer, Hellblazer, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Okay, Connor,
1: go. Daredevil, Wonder Woman. Oh. Um, Ma- <laughs> what did the, Man- the Manhattan Project, um, Fantastic Four, Wolverine Chew. and the X-Men.
3: Chew. Okay.
0: Chew. Um,
1: I can only pick five. Two! Um,
0: you didn't need to yell that. I agree. Daredevil... Uncanny X Force, Manhattan Projects, Profit, and um, my fifth one.
1: You'd say Uncanny X Force over Wolverine
0: the X Men? Wolverine the X Men, I had that in as well, yeah. I I love them
1: both. Yeah, I love them both. Yeah, why not?
0: There you go. There you go, Daniel. Tell us right back in and tell us what you decided about. We want to know.
2: He's like, "I I couldn't even keep up. Yeah.
1: Mike from the UK writes and says, as one of those mythical new readers who started collecting with the new 52, I find myself cautiously optimistic and just a little bit daunted about the impending Night of the Owls crossover. My question is that with Night of the Owls, The Culling, and The Animal Man, Swamp Thing crossover, (laughs) do you think these events will be successful or do you think it was a bad idea for DC to attempt even small events like these so soon after the relaunch? Also, with Night of the Owls in particular, what books will you be getting? Are there any new titles you previously wouldn't you weren't buying that you will be getting because of the crossover? Well, before we get into it, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't know if I said
0: it publicly or not, but you did. A, on the last a, show. Again, DC gives me a great gift of meta commentary with having a crossover across Scott Lobdell's books called the Culling.
1: <laughs> it's true. I'm going to probably drop Superboy once once it starts. I
0: know. As soon as I was at my shop and somebody was like dropping this, and I'm like, the Culling. It's like- <laughs> It's like the Spider-Man, a kid in a Spider-Man t-shirt with the black eye all over again.
1: Yeah, the Superman t-shirt, yeah. The uh, we, we talked about this last week about the books. Uh, uh, we're just gonna buy the ones we already bought, which for me for me is a couple. For them, it's just Batman. Um,
0: yeah,
2: but, you know, it but the bigger question is
1: is it, is is it a good idea to have crossovers nine months into the into the relaunch? And I don't see the problem. It's
0: inevitable. It's gonna, it's gonna come naturally. Yeah. I mean, like the Animal Animal Man Swamp Thing thing, I'm excited for. Sure. Like uh, I want to see. want to see what Snyder and Lemire have cooked up. You know, the of the Alice. I'm
1: just buying Batman. I'm not buying anything else. The culling. I've called already. Um, so there's a bunch of books crossing over. There were two books this week that ended with other books. Like uh, I don't remember what they were. One of them is going into Firestorm. Good luck with that. And the other. Oh one, yeah, I read that one. Oh,
0: and Resurrection Man is
1: doing with Suicide Squad. International Justice yeah. International ended with Firestorm, going into Firestorm. Oh, oh. Like the, the thing
2: is, this is this is par for the course. Exactly. I mean, like, is it too early? It, it doesn't matter. Yep. It's 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 the sales 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 are on comic books are almost always on a downward slope, with the excep- exception of The Walking Dead, which doesn't make any sense to men or beast. And so, people who are in charge of comic books are going to say, "Well, what can we do to goose these sales?" Although, I I don't I don't know. Did, I, I wonder if it still does goose sales, or if that's just a a leftover...
1: There's a lot of conventional wisdom in comics, whether or not it's, it's true or not anymore. I, I know with, like, with the Marvel, like with the AVX, I assume it will. But with the
0: culling? Yeah. How can that help? I mean, and what they're trying to do, <laughs> and what they're I, trying to do, I, I mean, at I, least be thankful. What The one thing that they're doing is be thankful that they are um crossing over books that make sense. They're doing an event yeah. within the Batman books. They're doing an event within Animal Man Swamp thing which are kind of together in their little corner. They're doing the 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 Scott Lobdell Teen Titans Superboy. All but that, and that
1: makes sense know. too cuz he's on the yeah. Teen Titans. So, yeah. I mean
0: they're all they're yeah. All organic. Yeah, exactly. So ish. it's it's not like yeah, it's not like they're saying, "Hey, let's take Superboy and throw him in Batman and see what happens." You know what I mean? So like at least it's not like that level yet.
1: Yet. <laughs> But it also doesn't mean it necessarily be a bad story. It's all, again, it's all, all about the execution of yeah, anything. Think, yeah, um, no, but,
2: but with historical perspective on it, you can kind of.
1: Yeah. No, that's not true at all. I mean, you, you people. It's more like guest stars at this point. These aren't events. Yes. These are just these are people guest starring in each other's books, which has happened. That every well, like book. Justice League
0: International was across like had OMAC, and it was like, and now I guess he's in the book now. I guess
1: I think he's going to join the team. Yeah, yeah, which is he's awesome. Got, he's got to go somewhere.
0: Yeah. yeah, but there was one. There was one DC book where like they had somebody on the cover, and it was like the first two pages, and then they just moved on. Well, they weird. did that yeah. in Grifter really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, Ollie yeah. Queen's here. And we're like, oh, God. oh God. Yeah, well, that's what everyone says when they see Ollie Queen now. <laughs> All right, so if you have any questions, email us <laughs> at Uh We also get voicemail and a bunch of you called in. That's awesome. And uh, Mike wants to know what bugs us.
3: Hi there, Ron, Connor, and Josh. This is Mike from Houston, Texas. And I have a big question for you guys. Do you guys ever get upset when you read something about comic books or comic book movies on a popular <clears throat> cultural website or a general news website like Slate dot com, I was just reading, I was just listening to uh, Slate's culture podcast th- uh, yesterday, and they pretty much trash on the Avengers movie just because they just don't like comic book movies, and it's just really kind of sad when you hear them talk about something in a way that's so derisive. <clears throat> and then they go on talking about something like about the clout on social media stuff. It just seems to be a little skewed and it just raises raises my nerd anger. So just wanted to hear what you had a thought of on, on when you hear something very disappointing about the genre that we have, have loved for so long. Thanks and hope you guys have a good day, bye.
1: Now, nothing used to make Josh more angry than this. Question is: Has life beaten it out of him?
2: No, no. I, it's it's among my largest pet peeves on Earth. It's and yeah,
0: it's why we do our site. Uh, not why, yes. but, but it's partially why we do our site. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, it's what we're. It's what we do. It's what we're about. Stop! Stop! <laughs> stop! Stop. <laughs> stop! It just happened. <laughs> no, I take the, the thing is the art form of comic books.
1: Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> hold it together Josh
2: hold it together <laughs> it's a really unique and special American and it's, I, I tend to think of it as an American art form but obviously it's branched out and there's different flavors of it everywhere but uh, it gets a bad rap because it gets associated with nerdery and not like the cool hip kind but like the, the other kind and and I, I just I think comics are, are a great way to tell a story I always have that's all there is to them so when people do that thing Where they they and it's just it's just writers going for an easy gag. That's all it is at this point. It's the thing that makes people write biff bam pow. Comics aren't for kids anymore. It doesn't matter what it is or uh, somebody. It was Evie tweeted something about like a a writer had written. uh, If you don't know about the Avengers, well, your boyfriend hasn't told you already. It's just it's this awful stereotype that won't stop. Because the fact is, at this point, everybody likes superhero movies.
1: Yep, everybody. They, all, the, they like those, the characters. They like they like everything about them. They just don't like reading them. It
2: it does. Yeah, but it's still people make fun of the idea of the genre altogether. But it's like mm-hmm. this thing that people are making fun of. But everybody goes after it. Everybody likes it. It's it's a hell of a lot better than the Jersey Shore. That's, so that's for sure. You know, you know, it's it's a huge pet peeve, and I think that it it tends to out of its own momentum. It's not. It's not. Uh, like a, like a, a a specific directed malice, it's it's its own momentum of this thing that goes on and on that stops. I think you know the industry from being taken seriously in a certain way, other than a an IP factory. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's all sorts of reasons for that. It's not just that, but it, it's a it's a it's an element of it that bugs me and always has, always will. All
0: right, uh, we got one more voicemail about something that bugs me. Hey,
3: fanboy, what's going on? So I'm from Long Island over here. I'm away way to go see an Avengers screening.
1: Very excited.
3: Anyway, got me thinking about Avengers versus X Men. Always thought myself an Avengers guy when it came to the Marvel U. has more of my favorite characters on it. Uh but lately I I'm thinking I'm rooting for the X Men for this. And it's not because I like the characters better, but it's because I I read I enjoy more X Men right now. Uh with Jason Aaron with Jason Aaron writing uh Uncanny X Men, uh his recent run on Wolverine. Um and then uh, we have Remender writing Uncanny X-Force. And on the Avengers books, I'm only reading one of those. And that's written by uh, Rick Remender and has like half X-Men on the team. So what do you think is going on right now? you picking a winner for this, favorite characters? And uh, who are you enjoying more right now? Because we have to pit them against each other. It's fun. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, of course, I
0: want the freaking X Men to win. Come on! <laughs> um, and and I got a real I got a real problem with the way this whole event's going. As I talked about it last week, and I'm just going to keep on bitching about it is that the vilifying of the X Men, I won't stand for it. And, They're dirty mutants, Ron. And, They're dirty mutants. Yeah, I know Robert Kelly. I thought we were rid of Robert Kelly and his insipid you know influence in the government, but no.
1: They're not like you and me, Ron. They're different. <laughs> Therefore, to be hated. You shut
2: appeared. your mouth.
0: Um, but uh, no, but my my problem with it is is that um, I mean, can't they just be normal,
1: right? I, I'm ta- why can't why do our heroes have to fight? Why is that the great story? Ron, right-thinking Americans all would not want the Avengers to win because they are good, upstanding young men and women right. who put their lives on the line, and they're not dirty mutants, right?
0: But I, I do have a point. Like I, this is Civil War. This is Civil War Two, mm-hmm. and yes. I don't and I and I don't want that. I'm, we had that already. I'm tired of the heroes fighting each other. Fight villains. Make the world a better place, fuckers. I bet did, at the they've end. They've been doing that, though. They've done that since Civil War. Yeah. Was, I bet at the, the end, end get
2: together and fight villains. Yeah, I bet you. Yeah. I, I just, you know, woo. All
0: right. If you got any questions about what bugs us, that's a new segment on iFanboy. What bugs us? Call 1 888Fanboys. It's 1 888 326 Never notice creases in the cover.
1: <laughs> I really wanted to make a joke, but I realized that no one knows a joke, and we just get in way too much trouble. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: What uh, bugs are you? Uh,
0: so uh, we have another, thoughts. we have some other podcasts that you need to go listen to. Uh, There's iFanboy uh, Don't Miss, which comes, which usually comes out every Monday, where we talk to a new creator, um, or not a new creator, a creator about a new book coming out. Last week I talked to Kieran Gillen about Exiled. Um, this week with all the Avengers madness, so we took a week off, so we'll be back next week with uh, Don't Miss. So go to iTunes and subscribe to it.
2: Yeah, Make Comics Podcast is another podcast we do about making comics that i talk to uh andy schmidt of comics experience former editor of idw and marvel comic books and we we pick a topic and we uh we we expound on that for a short topic, amount time we i a stop. stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> it's no. the first system know <laughs> we, we're gonna do our own material
1: i know but it's, uh, it's uh, oh no. you're the one telling us to do our own material <laughs>
0: Stop. It's been 17 years, Connor. Let it go. <laughs> 10 years, 12 years. Let it go. <laughs> oh. what <are> the podcasts?
1: <laughs> we also don't. are going to be talking about The Avengers. You may have heard this movie out called Marvel's The Avengers or Avengers Assembled, depending on where you live in the world. And uh, we, of course, talked about it. So go back on the feed uh, on iTunes or go to ifamway.com or go to wherever you listen to a podcast. It'll be behind this show where Josh, Ron, and I talk about. Uh, the latest Marvel Studios film, Marvel's The Avengers, which is dominating every corner of the globe. As it should. Um, so yeah. those are podcasts. Listen to them.
0: Spoiler warning. We like it. Anyway. Um, all right. So that, I think that wraps it up for this week. I hope everyone knows that, that that it's an appreciation of the other podcasts. We're not trying to copy it. It's just that it's just so much better than us.
1: <laughs> Check out. Oh, I- hey, whoa. <laughs> it's true. Hey, Check out com for, for Josh's pick of the week review soon his book of the month review all the great discussion tons of avengers discussion if you saw the movie you want to talk about it you'll be able to talk about it on ifanboy.com we got all kinds of reviews we got well, all kinds hey you're
0: of- glossing over the
1: most important thing that's been done all week which is the celebration of phil colson phil colson week was on yeah. family we had new phil Coulson content every day of the week culminating in a wonderful essay about the character by our own paul montgomery who is just so much better than us yeah true yeah so go read that if you're a fan of Phil Coulson, you need to check out all the content that Paul did this week on, Phil, on, on the wonderful Agent Coulson.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, on Twitter.com slash fanboy, Facebook.com slash fanboy to follow us and get alerts on all the new stuff we do. Exactly, and as we mentioned earlier, you can
0: email us at or leave a voicemail 888 fanboys. It's 2697 three two six two six nine seven. We'd love to hear from you. Any questions or anything that you got, just ask us. We're here.
2: Listen, we laid off the entire advertising and marketing team.
0: We did <laughs> well, I, you know, and I know
2: that some of those guys had families, you know, but but you know times are tight, so we rely on you. If you like the show, then you're the one who's going to have to tell people about it, or the website, or anything. Leave a review on iTunes for the podcast, or uh, you know, link link the stuff, retweet, do all that stuff. Um, Put it up on Facebook. Tell your friends about it. Word of mouth, uh, whichever. You guys are our PR and marketing team, and, and we really appreciate that. So, uh, if you think there's somebody out there who will like the show, or the website, or an article, or or that that Phil Coulson fan who
0: can't find the right website for them, um, then help out. <laughs> that's us. Yeah, we're gonna change our name to I Coulson. I hope that's I'm okay. That. That's I'm a just, name. If
2: we're gonna yeah. change the name.
0: and you know there's an argument to be made for it that may not be the best way to go all right we'll bring it up in the meeting on monday so all right so until next week i'm ron i'm connor this is
2: the im chat that just says don't make me laugh while we're doing the show (laughs) which which is ridiculous